0: Hello and welcome to The Prime Actor with me, Rhiannon Mawson and me, Maddie anne Holt. In The Prime Actor, we will bring you an all-access pass to
1: the world of acting, singing, dance, musical theatre and all that's in between. The Prime Actor is sponsored by the Anna Fiorentini Theatre and Film School, which is an award-winning part-time drama school. They have branches all over London and have now got an exciting new online school. Their sister company is Stage in the City, who are also running incredible online courses for adults over lockdown. In The Prime Actor, we pool our knowledge, share our skills and tackle a topic
0: every Friday that will put you in the know all about the world of acting. Today we're talking
1: all about the road to representation. The road to representation. So how to get an agent, what to do if you're self-represented and what to expect from your agent, which I don't think is ever really like spoken about really. No, and it really should be because... You
0: you have to see it as a two-way uh, contract. Mm. It's, it, no one person is; it holds the power. You both need to have the partnership. And over the years, I've had loads of friends, actor friends, who've come to me with questions. They say, oh, I couldn't ask my own agent this. And that, my response is always, you should be able to. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, like, I remember someone saying to me quite early on in my career um because i i well, i had that thing of like being terrified to call my agent just to kind of mm. work out what was going on and whatever and um they and they a friend of mine was like but maddie without you there is no them right the
0: only way we get work is because our actors can work yes. so yeah it, it has to be a mutual contract between the two of you
1: yeah exactly and so you've been an agent for what like over 10 years now
0: yeah so over ten years uh, with young performers, and before that I was an agent's assistant in an adult agency mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah and so when um and, and let's talk first of all about like the approach how actors should approach when when actors approach you what's your kind of favorite method of communication?
0: My preference would be
1: email yeah
0: um, because agents are often extremely busy and it's not that they don't want to talk to you but there's a good chance you'll call just at the wrong moment or just when they are expecting a call from somebody else so that for me is my preference email and also to do your research and you can see the difference in an application to those that are literally just changing the name at the beginning of the email, um, as opposed to those who've really looked and thought, this is the right agency for mm. me. And how do actors know if it is the right agent for them? I mean, so much of that is down to personalities mm-hmm. once, you, once you've once found them, but I would say just looking at their client base, looking at the work that the, cli- the, the other actors do um, on their books, and if that's the type of work you want to do, there's no point going to, for example, Uh, commercials only agent if Mm. you want to do theatre
1: yeah and if um so I do all different kinds of work so if there is a performer out there who's like you know I'm interested in presenting I'm interested in doing commercials I am maybe interested in doing some writing as well do you would you say that they needed to look at like three or three two three different agents to be represented by in my experience it would it would be yes because I know, for example, what I can
0: offer somebody wouldn't be able to open the doors for them as a presenter, as a writer, for example. And I mean, how how do you work with those? Because you've got so many sort of strings to your bow. Mm. Do do you have multiple agents?
1: Yeah, re- quite. Re- it's quite recent, though. I mean, like I've been doing this 10 years and I... Um, I've had six agents in those 10 years. Um, I'm with Noel Gay now for acting and for comedy. And uh, I was represented by a live comedy agent, but it became really... It, that, for me, was actually a massive clash because they would be trying to book me for stuff, for gigs, and then I I would say, like, I'm filming or I'm doing this, so I mm-hmm. can't do it. And then they the live agent were kind of like, well, we need to see your diary in respect of your acting agent which then become it just becomes so difficult and i think yeah like at the time it was the run-up to edinburgh and um i was obviously doing a lot more live stuff so they were very very busy um getting me previews and all that kind of stuff but eventually i kind of just thought to myself like i i think at at times in an actor's life they need they need to come to that kind of crossroads moment and decide not necessarily what it is they want to do, because I think you can do multiple things. But you know, if what's if their situation is currently working for them um, in terms of their agent, and at that time it wasn't, but now I have an agent for acting and comedy, and I have a literary agent as well, and that to me is a much clearer distinction. Yeah, and and do you, because like you said, it has to be that
0: the two work in partnership. Yes, and I know some agents, for example sort of do want sole representation and and that's the end of it um but like I said it sort of depends where your expertise lies you mm. can't you can't offer something that you don't have experience in mm. but I think as well I guess for you as the performer mm. uh, th- there is a sense of responsibility to be the person that sort of keeps everyone up to date
1: yeah yeah, exactly. And I think um, that there is always like that discussion that needs to happen. I would say that for any actor, I mean, in a minute, we'll talk about like self-representation and mm-hmm. what, to ha- what to do if you don't have an agent. Yeah. But um, for the performers that are kind of like thinking that having multiple agents will bring them more work, that's just simply not the case. If anything, it's actually a massive headache. Um But if you do think you know actually I do a lot of writing and I'd like my writing to take off or whatever it is and you are looking for like let's say a literary agent to be as truthful like from the get-go as possible. So like when I was um, seeking representation for my for literary I was like in my opening thing I would say I'm currently represented by and and it will stay that way but This needs to be so, and then all it is is just a case of organising. Well, I organised like a Zoom call between the two agents, and then they kind of sort of like negotiated some terms and stuff. Because there will always be a crossover, you know. If yes, you're writing a script and the script gets commissioned, who then gets a cut of that because it's technically writing? But then if you're performing in it, like how does that work? And and normally, I've in my experience, agents have been really good at kind of going, well, you know, let's actually. What's happening now is that they've decided to work it on a case by case basis for work, which I think is actually the best way to do it.
0: Yes, yeah, and 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 that's a clear sign that they have your best interests at the heart of yes. what they're doing, and that's ultimately what you want. Yeah, um, you you don't want an agent who's going to make your life more difficult in terms of furthering your career in Mm. whatever path that is because obviously if you get writing published that's going to help raise your profile and then in turn yeah you 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 get offered other sort of work as well yeah
1: yeah and I think like you have to be honest as an actor like I there's some people who um certain Mm. sort of relatively high people within high profile people within theatre that are almost anti-agent and they're like I can do this myself um you know i don't need someone taking a cut and whatever and i i do get that to a certain extent but in my mind having an having a good agent that as you were saying like has your best interest at heart can only be a good thing like sure you've got to pay a commission which should be Well, mine's 20%. I think that's standard, isn't it? 15, 20.
0: Yeah, so ours, uh, we follow the PMA and obviously it's slightly different because we're with children. So ours are uh, 12.5% for theatre, film and TV, 15% for commercials. Yes,
1: yeah. Um, And yeah, I think with with that in mind, you kind of have to go, well, are they going to get me to places that I couldn't do myself with their contacts and whatever? And... You know, it and like not to expect the like. I think the peace comes in this industry when you take ownership for your own career. Yeah, and you have to see it. That's what I meant. You know, with the partnership,
0: Mm. you both want the same. You both want you to be successful. Mm. Um, and so it it's in both of your interests to kind of put the work in, and you can't. Neither side can leave it solely to the other one. Yeah. Um, but also, you know the reason to to have that agent in place and what they earn their commission for is having those difficult conversations. You know, mm. if you have had a tricky conversation with the producer and then you've got to go into the rehearsal room with them, you yeah. know, it, it takes away that it, it kind of buffers anything that might be difficult. And the same if you have to get negative feedback, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to kind of have another person involved in that
1: yeah I mean I had that quite recently actually where um someone was offering money far too low on a on a job and uh my agent negotiated and I think it was like quite an unpleasant I mean in fact I know it was because she told me um (laughs) like phone call and like it just you know kept going on and whatever and of course like if that had been me and then I turned up to do the job it would be so awkward and and that's
0: that's you know a real vital you know, I know we sort of mentioned we were going to discuss whether you need to have one and yeah. there's lots of pros and cons but definitely that is a pro to to having
1: an agent that can kind of yeah take on that for you absolutely and obviously you know it sort of surprisingly I always think oh it doesn't need to be said but I'm asked this quite a lot like should I pay my agent I've got this agency interested in in me but they're asking for a 200 pound upfront fee is that normal the answer is always no 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 I mean definitely not and so if you don't have an agent let's talk about like what to do when you're self-represented and how to find work yeah I mean there are many platforms out there that
0: you can list yourself on uh, unrepresented. So uh, Spotlight is obviously the main one mm. and that's not possible as a child or young performer. You you do have to have an agent to be on Spotlight. But as an adult you can list yourself on there as long as you've got the required credits. Mm. Um, then there are other sites that sort of uh, Mandy and um, There's like ones. Star Now Star and all of now, this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. I think um, for, for Spotlight I know that it's not the easiest thing in the world to get to get on there um as as is correct like i don't think it should be Mm -hmm. um and like you said that people need to have a certain amount of credits and so on but um and if you've trained at one of the well it used to be drama uk but one of the accredited schools then you will you know be able to get on there but um i mean i i think that this mandy it was casting call pros now Mm. mandy.com that's a great place to look for work i think that People need to kind of be aware that there's all sorts of jobs on there, so it, that there's no real kind of safety thing on there. Um, no, it's, it, it it is a concern, and also the contracts
0: that you may end up signing for yourself. Yeah, and not realise the implications and uh an example of that might be you know you might think you're getting a really good deal and it's for yes. for example a bank but you then can't do any sort of advertising for another bank mm-hmm. for x amount of time and it could be in perpetuity and then you've really done yourself out of yeah. future work yeah so
1: yeah and there's all that and i just yeah in terms of like it's difficult because you know if you're if they're saying about using your image and likeness and I I remember because I when I graduated from from drama school I thought 10 years ago I was like "The, the be all and end all is to have an agent and I will not stop until I've got one and it and I think um I was offered one not not straight after showcase but some a little time after I think it was about four or five months or something after and in those four and five months I didn't not work in fact I worked loads finding it yourself yeah and but having said that there were there was a time when I kind of unwilling like I just didn't really know what I was doing but had signed a thing to use my image and likeness I think it was a commercial um and that ran and I got paid like 200 pounds or something and it ran and ran and ran and um it, and you know had I have had an agent then um they would have just said like absolutely no way that you can't just keep using that so um but having said that I think there there are sorts of all sorts of um great places to look for work I think as well Twitter is a really good place it's in a in a way now
0: more than it ever has been I've- yeah you know casting directors use it as a tool and and i see it a lot for street casting as well which for some people is kind of the route they go down Mm -hmm. um so yeah follow casting directors on twitter and and other industry people because opportunities often come up
1: yeah there's also i mean i've had um even having an agent i've had uh castings off twitter just seeing them via like it's, it's better like Ree said that if you follow the casting director yourself because otherwise you I tended to see them as like because someone had retweeted them and then you'd see it would have like 300 retweets and you'd go yeah, oh, well you want to be one of the first in there <laughs> yeah for sure and
0: I've also seen um, cast directors uh, asking on Twitter for uh, people to do read-ins at castings yes. and things like that and that's really valuable experience it's yes. you know getting to meet the casting directors, they'll remember you. They might ask you to do it again. It's a bit of paid work, mm. and th- that's often put out on Twitter. Um, so I would say it's definitely worth checking that out.
1: That's a really good point. Two, I mean, two BBC sitcoms that I've done have come from being one of the readers. Amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, and that was um, Kevin Riddle. And brilliant casting director and I can't yeah. remember who the other one was but that was literally just from a chance thing I mean that actually did come through my agent but it was like a chance thing are you I mean I've even done what I remember doing one um and it was a rehearsed reading and it was like it was for a reading of a new script um and they were like oh, do you mind just coming along and just kind of filling in six or seven roles it's only I think it was like a 100 quid or something and I was like oh god I really want to be doing all... But yeah, fine, yes, okay, I'll, I'll I'll, go in. And I went in and did it. I was sat next to Jessica Hines and David Tennant. I think you made the right choice. <laughs> so I literally... And it was a, a full day of... Um, they like were riffing on script bits so it was like it was the most I mean I would have paid for that you don't need to pay me Ex- I mean that's it that's like a schooling day right, right? so it was you yeah. will learn things on those sorts of days my god it was would. like a master class I was yeah. like a, um, I was being paid to sit in on a master class in acting from Jessica Hines and David Tennant like quite incredible um so yeah there's all sorts of things and let's talk about the first meeting with an agent so let's say you've done your research you found four five agents that you think yeah the you know i like what who this whole thing as well i don't know what you feel about we used to get told years ago make sure there's not someone like you on the books but i don't really agree with that no i mean the thing is
0: there will be no one else identical to you on the books because even if someone on paper meets your kind of casting okay brunette brown eyes five foot six Mm. you know what you were going to offer is likely to be hugely different to the other woman who is brunette brown-eyed five foot six yeah so I think we have to give ourselves and the casting industry more credit than that that they can see Mm. beyond and you know you will still look different um so I think you know you don't want you don't want to look and see oh they all look the same I wouldn't want to you know if i was performing i wouldn't want to sign with an agent who only represented one type of person mm. i would want to see that they had a diverse client base of yeah. you know
1: kind of, of of the clients and also the work that they do yeah absolutely so um you've gone in you've managed you've got a uh, you've had some email co- correspondence they agreed to do a meeting let's say this is after lockdown and it's an in-person meeting what would happen in that first meeting so if they were coming to you for example let's talk about things like how should people dress should, do they need to prepare monologues sure so our agency is slightly different because we only
0: really represent children who come uh, and young performers who come to the Anna Fiorentini school or who have been through the Anna Fiorentini school mm. and that is a decision we made to ensure that we really knew our clients mm. and their families and kind of got to see their ability grow every week so we're kind of quite unique in that respect but with other agents and you know obviously I can only really speak for myself but what I would want to see is your true personality Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. so yes of course you do need to be smart enough you know it is it is a business meeting and it's important to remember that Mm -hmm. but I also don't want you to be somebody you're not so you don't need to be corporate, or you know, you do still need to be yourself and show your personality. Mm. Um, so for yeah, I would, I would say smart casual in terms of clothing,
1: mm. and I think as well, have you know, like this sounds so obvious, but have stuff prepared to say, yes, yeah, have questions, have, definitely, have yeah,
0: questions,
1: yeah, and don't be afraid. All I think almost all of my agents I've signed to them by, um. How, like bigging myself up, you know, as you should, because no, we've spoken before in the podcast mm. about writing your own biography and how important that is. But no one out, if you go in and you're like, you know, I'm just not getting enough work at the minute and. I just think I should be getting more castings and I know that I can be good. I just don't get the chance. It's all negative. Like, yeah. whereas if you were to go in and you were like, I'm so excited by this. I love this role. I'd love to play something similar to this. This is what I'm good at. I can do like judo black belt and whatever. <laughs> and I speak three languages and whatever. And just be prepared to kind of, I mean, I, my last agent, I went in with, treatments that I'd written and scripts that I'd written and I was like these are all the things I'm working on right now
0: yeah like evidence here we are this is what yeah my goals yeah are. and I would say just one little hint if you are swapping agents uh don't go to a new agent bad mouthing your old agent no. because uh you know, we we want to see that we're a team. We know that that clients will move and normally it's done very amicably. Yeah. Um, So there's not a reason to sort of say, oh, they weren't doing enough for me. They weren't working hard enough because there's a good chance your new agent will think, are you going to be saying that about me? Yes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um so if you have a burning question to ask about the world of acting or agenting or want to find us, then we are at AF School or you can use the hashtag #ThePrimeActor. We are also on Instagram and our podcast has an account at The Prime Actor Podcast. We're going to finish each week with a quote to motivate, inspire or just make you
0: laugh. And today's comes from actor, creative and hero Denzel Washington. I say luck is when an opportunity comes along and you're prepared for
1: it. Per reach. Love that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about the Anna Fiorentini Theatre and Film School, then you can head to their website, www.annafiorentini.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.